Hello and welcome everyone. I am your host Simon, pastor of Family Life Ministries here at Christ Central SF. You are listening to Type 5. Whether you are a new listener or have been with us from the very beginning, I wanted to thank you all for tuning in. Also, if you have any comments, questions, prayers, please send them to podcast at christcentralsf.com. All right, well, we'll start here. My front lawn was getting out of control. It's been so long since I've had to maintain a lawn. I kind of forgot about it. So we hired a person to come and take care of it. It looked really clean. Everything seemed good. But then in less than two weeks, everything grew again. And it looked so ugly. My, a friend of mine pointed out, that's not grass. That's weeds. And I have uh, grown to hate weeds. You, you can't cut weeds and think that it will go away. right? You need to pull it out. And this is a, a tedious process. My my arm, my back, both my legs are done. I got destroyed just pulling weeds all day. And then I learned about a uh, product called Roundup. Hashtag not a sponsor. But hopefully that will work because uh, I never want to do that again. And I share this because our sins are like this. You can try to cover them up. You can try to avoid them. You can try hard to stop and control it. But it's never going to work. You have to go to the roots. You have to go to the source. What does that look like? How do we do that? That's what Psalm 51 teaches us. And that's coming up right after this. Okay, so let me uh, first read Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in your womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God, my Savior, my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken 
spirit, a broken and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Uh, just to give a little context, this is the time after David had an affair with Bathsheba. Bathsheba was uh, bathing on the rooftop and King David, who was supposed to be the righteous king, demands that she come to his chamber. When she gets pregnant, David goes and kills her husband to cover up his mistakes. So Nathan, who is David's trusted friend, confronts him and, and David mourns because of his sin. This psalm is dedicated to that situation. So uh, let's dive right in. David starts the psalm acknowledging his own sins. Notice he uses three words to describe his wrongdoing. Transgression, iniquity, and sin. Many commentators believe that this threefold description is used purposefully to, to describe the totality of his sin. David is, is owning up to what he did in full. In verse 3, he says, For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. One commentator emphasized the forcefulness of the words, I know. This expression is used to convey a sense of true confession. Nowadays, when you hear people apologize, there's remorse, but it can be watered down. You hear people say, oh, you, I, I could see how I offended someone. That was definitely not my intention, and I apologize. It's, it's half apologetic. It's half saving face. But David doesn't do that. Notice in his confession, he goes so far as to say in verse 5 that he was a sinner at conception. Even before he was born, he was a sinner. And that's, just, that's not just David. That, that includes everyone. If you think kids are not sinners, clearly you've never had kids before. By nature, everyone is a sinner. And this is a deep problem because of verse 4. David says to God, against you and only you have I committed sin. Now this can seem a little weird because remember David committed adultery. He, he murdered someone. Seems like he did a lot of wrong to a lot of different people, not just God. But he's saying that God is the final judge and, and that when you do wrong to others, ultimately it is God who's going to judge you. And again, this is, this is a problem because our God is so holy. Our sins are infinitely that much more offensive. You can think of it like this. Let's say you drew a painting. And I decided to ruin it by coloring over it. That's offensive. And you might get angry with me. But at the end of the day, that's pretty much it, right? Because your sketch doesn't have much worth. But what if I went to the museum and decided to fix the original Mona Lisa? What would happen? The consequences would be devastating. The offense would far outweigh me ruining your picture. And such is the case here. God is so holy, the offense is infinitely greater. However, even though we offended God, even though God has every right to judge us, He shows us mercy. Notice that in the beginning with David's threefold sin, there's also 
threefold forgiveness, blotting out transgressions, washing away iniquity, cleansing from sin. Once again, the threefold nature shows uh, that God's forgiveness is complete and sufficient. Our sins have created an enormous debt, but His mercy is greater. When we cry out to the Lord, know that He forgives you and He pays your debt. One night inside my home, I saw a puddle. And that's probably one of the worst things you can uh, see because that means you have a leak. And sure enough, I looked up and there was patchwork done. Clearly, this was a problem before, which is why the previous owners covered it up. But that's like putting on a Band-Aid, right? It it may fix the problem temporarily, but it's going to come back. Same with our sins. And so David goes to the root. Again, look at verse 10. David says, create in me a clean heart. The word create here is the same word used in Genesis 1 when God created the heavens and the earth. Ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. This is the solution we need. The reason we sin is not because of our circumstances. It's not because of our spouse or our kids. It's not because of work. But at the end of the day, it's because of our hearts. And see, the the problem is so deep. We we don't need God to simply fix our hearts. We We need Him to give us a completely new one. One that strives to seek after Him. But not only that, we need God to sustain us. David says in verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate helper, sustainer, comforter. That's his role. Now in the Old Testament, the Spirit was uh, not given to all people. Rather, the Spirit worked specifically in certain people, the prophets, priests, kings, and it would come and go. Which is why David pleads in verse 11, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. This is why we are in a better position than David. Because now the Spirit resides in us permanently. How is this all possible? How can David receive mercy? How can he be washed? How can he receive a clean heart? And how can he receive the Holy Spirit? Well, the answer is because of the covenant. Someone co-signed for us it's like when you buy a car and you sign saying you're responsible to pay the whole amount but your parents also have to sign because if you can't make the payments then the burden goes to your parents well Jesus is the one who signed with us see our punishment wasn't just forgotten it was placed on someone else Jesus bore the wrath we deserved for our sins he took on our debts so that in Him, we would be white as snow. Now we come to the final section of this psalm, 
And here we see David's response, verses uh, 13 through 15. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, my tongue will sing of your, your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. David will praise God, and he will live his life to turn others back to him, not as a form of repayment, but out of gratitude. Notice he says, all I have to offer is a broken and contrite heart. There's nothing he can do to make amends. He has to come in his weakness and desperation. But see, when he does, notice God restores. God brings him back. He delights in his offerings. And you see, this is the point of the psalm. The, the, the overall message is, is not for you to feel bad about your sin. Rather, the point is restoration. See, you don't go to the hospital when you're healthy. You go when you're sick. Likewise, the church is not for good people. It's not for the righteous. It's for the weak. It's for the sinner. You don't have to prove yourself before you come. You don't have to be holy before you enter the church. You come with your filth. You come in your brokenness. So that God would wash you. So that He would restore you. If you're struggling with sin, if you're struggling with some past regret or shame, be comforted by this psalm. You don't have to make amends. You don't have to beat yourself up. Rather, go to Jesus, who not only bore your sins, but has defeated them once and for all. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, everyone. God bless.